Uh, okay, so I have a little trilogy with my weekly hooks right now. I have I have decided. Oh no! So my last tri- my last weekly hook episode was about Ghost in the Shell. People will remember probably, and so today and next time we're going to talk about things uh, related to anime as well and. I'm going to talk about a story in a science fiction setting in a lived-in universe that is centered around bounty hunters. But it's not Star Wars. And you're asking, you're probably asking yourself, Rashad, how can that be? Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> so today we are exploring the topics of letting go of the past, of fear and vulnerability, of belonging, and last but not least, why corgis are just so damn cute. Ah. So three, two, one, let's jam as we talk about another gateway into anime, the nine, 1998 series Cowboy Bebop. Nice. I knew this was coming eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked about this so much. Um, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Nice. So, have you watched it? No. Okay. But you've heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was always on TV when I was growing up in like late night cartoons or whatever. And it was always the one that I skipped. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you skip it? Uh, I think, I don't know, it was late at night or it just didn't, maybe the word cowboy was in it. So, I wasn't interested. Mm. Um, I mean, but this is me as a 10 or 11 year old, not that, you know, focused on actually good content. So, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's a, it's an interesting. I think there are there are a lot of things interesting about this show. Um, it's one of these cult classics, really, really like well known in anime circles. And like, as I mentioned previously, it's like a gateway into anime, especially into like for adults who you know it's like show people what this uh, medium can be. And it's really interesting because Cowboy Bebop, it's only it only consists of one season, not because it wasn't successful, but because the show's creators decided to just end it there, to tell a contained story and move on. And I think we've talked about this a few times, but I think the best media, whether it's a movie, a show, a book, an album, or whatever else, um, has you crave more and... I think you know the best creatives are not tempted by money to yeah to a super high degree, or not not just by that, um, and you know, but when when you when you like sorry one second, <laughs> yeah, and so so like when when audiences crave you know to be more in this world there is obviously like a huge amount of pressure on those creatives but i think you know that often just disappoints at some point in in, almost inevitably it will disappoint and you will always only know in retrospect when you jump the shark and i have like a lot of respect for people who just say no this is this is it I have told my story. I'm done with it, and you know that th- that's that. And you know, especially because it is just so alluring to keep on doing this thing that's successful. And 
if you don't succumb to that design like this this like urge to make more money to keep telling the story in this world that people love i think that just goes to show that there's like a creative vision and like a strong mindset and trusting one's own judgment too and cowboy bebop is is that to a t because um with cowboy bebop where like the team had to fight for that one season to begin with because at first their main backer um, pulled out and then after they had secured some money after the series was completed only half of it was aired in its initial run um, due to concerns of the depiction of violence but the audience was just so demanding and like we want to see everything that the full show was aired later that year and so the, the show is uh, yeah consists of 26 episodes written by Keiko Nobumoto, directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, and crucially with music by Yoko Kano. And the title of the show indicates two of its foundational elements. One, one that obviously scared of her young Rashad, and that uh, the first one obviously is the cowboy part. So it's cowboys, westerns, and specifically space westerns. A frontier where the, where the grasp of any form of government control is tenuous and warring factions, criminals, and gunmen are basically part of everyday life. It also refers to bounty hunters, another Wild West, Space Western, and frontier trope who in the show are referred to as cowboys. And that's where, where you know this part of the title comes from. And that's what the five main characters of the show are. A ragtag group of bounty hunters trying to make a living and often failing, actually, by collecting financial rewards for handing over criminals to the authorities. And it's remarkable how many times, actually, they fail with, uh, with you know, doing that, which not only results in frustration, but also in empty tanks and empty stomachs. And second, of course, there is Bebop, which is not just the name of the spaceship the five main characters find themselves on, but also the jazz style, indicative of the show's soundtrack by Yoko Kano, and her band, The Seatbelts. And many of the episodes title, episode titles are also inspired by jazz pieces. Saying the music accompanies the show would kind of do a disservice to it, because it wasn't created after the show was finished, but in the midst of it, and also thus influencing its trajectory, actually. And this soundtrack is so good. I can't even... I could I could just do a do a whole show about this soundtrack but at this point i just want to say it's one of of my favorites of all time a mix of jazz funk and blues which is kind of indicative of the general tone of the show because it's able to find the perfect balance of action comedy and rumination and i don't want to get too much into the characters and the plot because you know i don't want to spoil things too much even though it is like the show is almost 25 years old but I'll say that of the 26 episodes, 21 are more or less one-offs and not related to one another. Um, though some of those explore a character's backstory. Um, and those are, you know, gen generally done pretty well. And, you know, the remaining five episodes happen throughout the show, kind of, and center on one of the crew members of the Bebop, um, a guy by the name of Spike Spiegel. Um, and his former life in the Red Dragon Syndicate, which catches up with him. 
And this arc, which I do like all in all, hinges on Spike and his relation to two other characters who only show up in those episodes. Uh, his lover, Julia, and his former partner in crime, Vicious. Um, both of which, unfortunately, are very bland as characters. They, You can see the effect that they have on Spike, but they themselves as characters are not like that interesting, honestly. Um, and this finally brings me to the main characters of the show. I just named one of them Spike. Um, and then there's the former cop, Jet Black, who basically is like Spike's foil. And the show starts and ends with the two of them. And they are basically designed to be opposites of each other in many ways. Next to join them is Faye Valentine, unfortunately over-sexualized in the show, uh, who is in massive amounts of debts. And it's not beneath her to go off do doing her own thing if that results in a bigger profit for her. Eventually, an eccentric computer hacker by the name of Edward Wong Hao-Pepelu Tavrovsky IV, or only simply Ed, joins the Bebop. She is, let's say, very quirky, and her character is actually modeled after Yoko Kano and her apparently very strange energy. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, is Ayn, a genetically enhanced Welsh corgi, who is the secret star of the show, and not unlike some of the droids in Star Wars, though not as OP. But he's definitely way more capable than Corgi, your run-of-the-mill Corgi. And I really like the character design of all of them. I don't want to give away too much, and, you know, when I just describe the characters, I try to remain mostly spoiler-free about their backstories. But I'll say this. As soon as you think you have you know who they are they are and that you've got them all figured out the show reveals another layer of them and so i think just gives a really good example of how you know multifaceted multifaceted people can actually be isn't that great and you know they are individuals and individualists who come together for a while for as long as it serves them and their own interest Uh, and thus, all of this is really tenuous. There's no real group identity to speak of, or at least not explicitly, but there is always a feeling of dependency, and they are in denial of it. Like they, they kind of, you can feel they kind of want to belong. They want to be like part of this group, but none, none, no one acknowledges it. Or in the words of Joe O'Connell of the YouTube channel Beyond Ghibli, Each member of the Bebop are walking vulnerabilities wrapped up in defense mechanisms. And part of Bebop's enduring appeal is watching these layers fall away to reveal something uncomfortably raw and naked. And I think that, I mean, I couldn't put it better than that. <laughs> and I think that it goes to one of the reasons why this this show is such a, such it's just so beloved And I I really like it a lot. You know, the, the characters, they are just so great. Their interactions are very real. Um, and, you know, it's definitely an important reason why I love the show, next to the music that I already mentioned, and kind of the trinity of action, comedy, and introspection, as well as the homages it pays to westerns, of course, space operas, classics of pop culture such as Alien, Star Trek or Bonnie and Clyde 
it's also also a very rare example of an anime with a genuinely good dub which definitely helps lower the barrier of entry for many Mm. it's kind of famous for that um do they have particularly famous or good voice actors in english or what makes it particularly good yeah i think the translation itself is really good and the voice actors are really are like really really on point um is it to the point where you'd recommend watching the dub instead of the sub i think i think maybe not instead of but i think you can't go wrong with either of them okay so i I wouldn't say like this it's like so it's like better than the like the original japanese necessarily but it is like as good as it is as good as the japanese one is and that's so rare as you probably know um which is kind of incredible and it's not like the the voice actors are famous or anything but they're just really really good and yeah that that i think really helped or and helps to this point to this day and yeah, it's it's that's kind of a really impressive thing. It shouldn't be impressive, but it is because if you look at a lot of animes, obviously the dubs are often terrible, either because the writing is bad or the performances are flat, or also sometimes the um, you know the the voices don't match the mouth uh, movement the characters. And I think I've I've never really watched it in English, but just like Christian Bale's proto Batman and Howl's Moving Castle, I've seen a few clips of that, and just that that doesn't really f- add up with my idea of who Howl is. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I get yeah. That. I mean, I assume you've only watched it in Japanese, but yeah, yeah. And I, I, I also like <laughs> have watched it in Japanese all the time, but I, I know that like Christian Bale, I, because that was just when um, the, you know, the idea was to get A-list actors to do voice work for for anime. Yeah, and you know that can go really well, but sometimes it just doesn't, and like. Um, Billy Crystal was Calcifer, for example, too. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's like not too bad, but like Christian Bale's howl is just really weird. Does he voice it like he voices Batman? Yeah, I mean, not, not, <laughs> it's like 80% of the way to Batman, basically. Crazy. I know. And that just, I don't know, but for me, like, howl is not the, like, this, it just doesn't add up. Hmm. But um, yeah, the, so the, the English dub for Cabo Bebop is like incredibly good. And so if anyone listens to this episode and, you know, wants to watch Cowboy Bebop, uh, you can definitely do it in the dub. And I mean, you could definitely, you know, you can, you can pick and choose whether you want to watch the sub or the dub. And that is almost, an, you know, a very unlikely way, a thing to say. And... Yeah, it really holds up. You've had sometimes they do like live readings where like the audience watches the like the show and the the actors like just like read it on stage. And that's like I, I saw a few clips of that, and that's like pretty funny. Um, 
yeah and you know i will say that there are a few issues with the show you know i mentioned the uh, uh, over sexualization of Faye, and there are some tone deaf depictions and stereotypes but all in all it's a great show that has aged really well and it still holds up it has a higher rewatch value as well and for me it's like obviously like absolutely comfort food and i highly recommend watching it um and especially if you obviously like uh if you like star wars i mean there spoiler alert there aren't any force users or anything or lightsabers in in this show but it is it has the same like lived in universe feeling it's like nitty-gritty it's like very it has a it has a kind of a melancholic undertone because just because of the like one of the central themes of the or like many of the central themes of the show but most of those episodes too are you know they just try to get a bounty and there are great also really great um side characters as well in this in this show for most of it some of them are obviously like over the top and they're supposed to be that way but i just i just think it's you know with 26 episodes too you'd think i mean if you compare it to for example clone wars or any show really there are always a few duds in there and i mean it's with those 26 episodes i i don't like always watch all of them whenever i go back to the show but the like the number of episodes that i skip are is very low Mm. it's probably less than a handful even the fact that you said that they're not all the same like you kind of mentioned are they anthology ish yeah yeah okay sorry yeah, i don't yeah. know if you use the word anthology but i didn't use it but yeah that's basically i mean i think i, was, I refer to them as like one-offs and that's, yeah. i mean it's not like nothing so things that ha- that happen in earlier episodes do influence later things but it's not like it's a grand coherent narrative or anything yeah Um, and they are the same characters so it's like more similar to like the first bit of the mandalorian where people he's just going off and doing his own thing and like there's separate events largely with contained stories yeah pretty much pretty much and uh, but what's interesting is that you know as as i mentioned the 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 series starts just with um spike and jet and then eventually the others join them so Got that's it. fun. I think Edward doesn't show up until like episode seven or not episode seven, but like nine or something like that. Wow. So like a third uh, of the whole thing, it's like with yeah. not the full cast. Yet. Exactly. And that's pretty cool. I I, I like that. Like it's uh, because it it does underline this, the nature of their relationships um, where you know it, they just happen to be in this together and just because of circumstance and some of my favorite moments are the ones where i don't know two of them like whether it's spike and jet or spike and Faye, or like they just all bicker all the time and uh that's always i think that's just a really realistic depiction of people who care about each other but can't show it in like a like a direct positive way so instead they bicker and like 
like fight with each with each other but there are always glimpses beneath the surface where you can see that they actually really care about each other especially if like one of if like something goes wrong one of them gets hurt or something like that that's uh but also sometimes <clears throat> there's there's one example where Faye gets basically captured by someone and Jet says yeah like you you went like that's your this mess is of your own making and you have to try to figure out how to get out of there by yourself um but i mean spoiler alert uh spike helps her um but yeah and they're they're like very very like interesting one-off episodes too some of them are like super over the top like there is like some form of like not a clown but like a killer that just hunts down spike for example and they're they're great i'm Actually, I'm just gonna go through some episodes here because I did, as of course, of course, I I uh, did a top four. Nice. Because how couldn't I? And of, of course. course, I have honorable mentions. Of course. Um. So I just before you start doing that, yes. so I just saw that uh, Netflix is releasing the whole show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was getting to that, but I, we can also just talk about it now. So oh, live ad- action adaptations of uh, anime are obviously a thing. They're usually pretty bad. the best you can hope for is a mixed bag like a little bit like some good things but also some bad things um so yeah on uh on november 19 uh netflix's adaptation is coming out with some solid casting like john chu plays uh plays spike and for a long time there was some sort of life adaptation live action adaptation in the works with Keanu Reeves as Spike but eventually he just got too old mm. and now Net- Netflix just, just snatched that up and recast it and um you know I think the be- <laughs> probably the best thing about that adaptation is that Netflix will add the the anime on October 21st so so they can build hype for their live action adaptation and uh so if you want to check if you want to check it out and rashad you specifically if you want to make good on the mistake you made as a child uh you have the chance now (laughs) or very soon anyway i'm seriously considering it even to the point of like should i watch it all before you do spoilers but that's uh, yeah yeah i mean i mean i'm just going to talk about if i'm not going to be too spoilery when i talk about the episodes okay uh sounds good yeah so because i again i'm very conscious of spoilers and i don't want to i don't want to spoil this even though it's been like a it's a very no well-known and old show at this point but um yeah definitely watch it because i mean again the the episodes aren't that long it's like 25 minutes um and it is just everything in the, about this is great i mean it's not like it's like mind-blowingly like every episode will leave you like speechless or whatever but it is just like, it's just really good you know and um yeah so definitely check it out i'd be really curious to hear what you think maybe we can do like an off the hook about mm, it at some point good after after you've watched it and you know it's 26 episodes 20 to 25 minutes each and so that that should take you like as i know you anyway like two or three weeks (laughs) (laughs) 
and um, or one day depending on how much i like it yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah i i try to i try to keep keep it like basic for the for my ranking for the episodes there are just so many that i like so i quote unquote only have three um three honorable mentions um (laughs) (laughs) it's like you have almost as many honorable mentions as at the top four of course yeah i mean i had more but then i decided to cut a lot um so there's one episode called uh, Mushroom Samba, which is which the the main thing that I really like about it is that most of the main characters are tripping on mushrooms, and that's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Is it like explicitly mushrooms? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to give away too much okay. of. I mean, it's it's not that important, but they're like all really hungry, and one of them um, gets some mushrooms and uh but but finds out that they might be like and like you know they might be drugs so they um they just place them somewhere and because the others are so hungry like one after the other they just get one of them and then they like after five minutes they all stop start tripping out (laughs) and it's hilarious (laughs) um then uh then there is the episode speak like a child which is the best i just want to say I just wanted to point that one out because this is the best episode that reveals something about a character's backstory. Partly because the characters and the audience is is not aware of that and doesn't realize that this is what happens until it's like halfway into the episode. Um, and I think with a lot of the backstory episodes that is often so obvious that you're like uh, within five minutes of, the, of an episode, you realize, oh, okay, this is what this is about. Um, but you don't really know it with that episode. And another honorable mention is the very last episode, just because, I mean, it is the finale and it has some epic moments in it. Um, But yeah, I definitely liked others more. So my number four is episode seven, Heavy Metal Queen, because it has one of my favorite side characters in it, VT. And the plot itself is also, there are like some really, really funny moments in it. Then we have episode 22 as my number three which has is is probably the most hilarious of the bounty hunting episodes that includes a rich guy who does bounty hunting as a hobby and dresses up like a cowboy and rides an actual horse in space <laughs> um and he like he and uh, spike really ha- start hating each other so much so that they neglect actually hunting down the criminal <laughs> like he's right there and they start a fist fight <laughs> because they can't stand each other and it's like so over the top, but hilarious. Uh, my number two is episode 11, Toys in the Attic, which I don't want to go into detail, but safe to say it's an homage to Alien and it's done incredibly well. Um, and it really merits, you know, repeat watchings. It's so good. And it does have this horror vibe, vibe to it. Um, and my number one is... Uh, is uh, uh, episode 24, Hard Luck Woman. In many ways, probably the saddest episode of the show. But I won't tell you because spiders. I won't tell you why. Because, because spiders. spiders. Sorry, no. <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> ha ha ha. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is kind of, it's a bittersweet episode in a way. 
and it pays off a lot of things uh and yeah it's it's just i don't know i really like watch uh, i really like watching most of the episodes as i said and yeah i i also the the soundtrack as i mentioned is just in and of itself amazing it's if i need something to fire me up i i or like also have like a nostalgia hit i definitely listen to it the title uh track is is called tank all caps with an uh, exclamation point and it's really good the title sequence of the show is amazing it's probably probably my favorite anime intro of all time wow and it's just really really well done um and yeah you can probably yeah you can definitely like find uh, the the like official soundtrack that i think is about an hour long and you can obviously find that wherever you listen to music and it is just it's just done incredibly well and i've realized while i was preparing this episode that i really have a thing for jazz soundtracks because also these like meg ryan romance uh like romantic movies from the like 80s and 90s that all have these like classic jazz soundtracks i think that's part of why i like it and there are other other shows that have the same thing other movies that have the same and obviously i like jazz just as a genre so um it's it's kind of a funny thing where like the show itself is amazing and the soundtrack itself is amazing but combine those two things and they just they are just mind i don't know i i i love it so much so yeah, I don't I don't know whether I'm going to watch the Netflix thing because again, adaptations are best case scenario are meh. Um but yeah, def- it definitely like warrants watching or rewatching the sh- the anime show. And yeah, uh, there also I want to point out two great YouTube uh videos. One that I that I uh, mentioned uh, or referred to earlier by Beyond Ghibli, called and the, I think the title of the episode is called uh, "A Fist f- a Fistful of Wulongs." And Wulongs is the um, is the currency. Um, obviously, also like the title refers to a fistful of dollars, which is just very apt. And yeah, Beyond Ghibli is an amazing channel too, so definitely check that out. And then there is um, there is a a great a very different from what i usually watch but there's a there's a um, a video called cowboy bebop and the west from steak bentley <laughs> which is a funny name um it's like 40 minutes long and yeah it's also like a love letter to the you know all the western tropes in cowboy bebop uh, specifically cowboy andy and the um the there is also like a tv show in the in the uh in the show basically that is like all about bounty hunting and like this is the bounty of the week and sort of thing and the the two presenters also dress up as cowboys and it's ridiculous and it's kind of a super interesting subplot um because at the end the show get gets canceled because the ratings are too bad and it's just hilarious and yeah there are many gems in there and again like it really merits watching and re-watching so 
I really just I don't know I feel like the I I have described it a little bit it's but this episode has mostly been you telling uh, me telling you like watch it <laughs> I mean and I am sold entirely nice I'm already already looking forward to the uh to the follow-up discussion on off the hook oh, it, it's gonna be great honestly nice well I don't know. I haven't watched it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a, like a really good, just a really good show. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll reconvene at some point. Um, I think the episodes drop on October 21st. Yeah. On Netflix. Exactly. So yeah. I think that'll be a good time maybe for me to actually, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Who knows with my schedule and life. But yeah. I will do my absolute best. Yeah, but the the thing is, right? Exact like the the episodes are so short, you can always just watch one or two of them at a time when you when you eat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for explaining this. Or like, you know, I don't know how to not explaining it, but I guess thanks for walking me through it and why I should watch the show and putting it front of mind for me. Because sometimes you hear of something that's critically acclaimed over the years and just like as the years pass by, you just forget to watch it or the, the chance really never comes up or just like you're always obsessed with the new thing that's out. Mm. And sometimes it's good to remind yourself, oh, no, I should be watching these things that are critically acclaimed and they're acclaimed for a reason. So I'm definitely going to go back back and watch it now. Thanks. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's it was like a fine line to tread for me. Like I don't didn't again, like I don't want to spoil too much. And I like I could we could probably we'll yeah, we'll we'll talk about it some more in detail probably. And um yeah, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah, so thanks again, Chris. And if people like what they heard and they want to support the show, what the should they do? Uh, definitely rate us wherever you listen to podcasts whether that's spotify or apple podcasts or uh, overcast or any other platform just give give us those five stars or or like in case of overcast of course just the one star and because that means that people can find it there's a rating system on overcast yeah 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 really yeah if you go to a any specific episode all right this is going to be live opening of apps all right overcast there i'm opening the app right now i'm going to serially hooked all right where is it so i'm looking at the list of episodes i see off the hooks the weekly hook star wars content where where, where, where am i looking uh just just go to any episode okay and there is a st- if you if you if you have the da- uh, drop down menu you have five things uh, yeah and the second on the left is a star uh. And that's basically like a recommendation thing. Oh, I always thought that's just like a like an email starred list. It'll just like bring the the thing to the top or something like that. No, because if you if you look at um if you go to the main page, okay, and there's this plus right where you can yeah. always find new ones, and then there's the se- the second from the top is most, most starred, oh. and like the most starred uh shows also show up in those categories like news and business and history and comedy i see yeah that's how that works got it wow so anyway people do that
<laughs> All right. So I should be starring every single episode, as yeah. everyone else should. As you go to listen to it on Overcast, the best podcast app ever, you should be starring our episodes. Word. And if you want to reach out, you can do that. Uh, best The best thing to do is to go to our website, seriallyhooked.com, where you can just find all the contact info. Uh, right now, you can also take a place in a, a poll, whether we should be more or less structured. Um, and yeah, just all, all the good uh, art by our friend Luca and all the good things about the show uh, are on there. And uh, yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback or suggestions. Um, you know, reach out. Sweet. See you later, Space Cowboy. And so I'm sitting on my bed with my microphone in my hand. Um, so that's great. <laughs> it's going to be a great recording experience. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, but there's nothing I can do about this. So here we are.